everyone, and welcome on into The Swoop, a Falcon Media Sports podcast created by students and the student-run media organization here at Bowling Green State University. Today, I am joined by three great reporters here on campus that have done a great job reporting on men's and women's basketball, as well as hockey and now volleyball, which has just kicked off here in the past week, and Drew Turhall, Reese Lannon, and Hayden Kincaid. We'll talk about men's basketball, who is on uh, a little bit of a rush a little bit of a rough stretch. They've lost three out of their last four games. They play Kent State and Toledo coming up this week. We'll get into what happened last week against Miami and, again, uh, what's ahead this week. And then we'll move on to hockey, who just was swept by Bemidji State last week. They're going to look to rebound against number 18, Michigan Tech, who is on a seven-game win streak coming into this game. We'll talk with Hayden Kincaid specifically about what the Falcons have to do uh, to get past that sweep uh, last week against Bemidji State and move on to a very good and very hot Michigan Tech team. And then we'll move on to, to women's basketball, who were on a three-game win streak. They just blew out uh, Miami by 25 last weekend. They led in that game by as much as 42 uh, in that game. They are playing very well. We'll talk about their defensive style and how uh, if that can be sustained coming up, and then we'll talk about uh, their upcoming games with Western Michigan, who will, they will play later tonight. And – Toledo, uh, who they will get at home on Saturday. And then we'll move on to volleyball, who had a great week as well. Uh, they started out 2-0 on the season. They swept Northern Illinois last week. Uh, started out 2-0 in the MAC, 2-0 overall. So we'll talk about what happened in that series and what allowed them to take that sweep. And then we'll talk about their upcoming series with uh, Western Michigan that will kick off tomorrow and will conclude on Friday. We'll talk about Drew Turhall, who covered both of those games last week, about that. All of this and more coming up next on The Swoop. And we will start with men's basketball. Now, men's basketball, uh, as we all know, has gone through a bit of a rough patch these last few weeks uh, as they have lost three of their last four games and fallen to six and three in the MAC. They're still third in the conference behind nine and one Toledo and seven and two Akron, but Miami and Buffalo right behind them at four and three. Uh, both of those teams. Uh, I have played two less games than the Falcons, of course. Buffalo, uh, my uh, Bowling Green has swept Buffalo already this season, so uh, I believe they were holding a tiebreaker in the standings there. And then Miami is uh, has already beaten uh, the Falcons, that we will get to here in just a second. Since we last spoke, the Falcons have only been in action once, and it was an away contest against Miami on Thursday. Their game is scheduled for Tuesday. Uh, their game scheduled for Tuesday against Northern Illinois was canceled due to COVID issues and, uh, and the Huskies camp. So that game, uh, but th so that game against Miami on Thursday was their last time uh, that they were in action. Uh, and that game did not go well as the Falcons fell 96 to 77 and allowed Miami to score 90 points uh, for the first time since 2017. It was not a good game uh, defensively for the Falcons at all. Uh, and, and Reese, we know that this team, and I'll start with you, Reese, we know that this team has been a problem, uh, that this defense has been a problem uh, for this team. And, and we talk about what the Falcons kind of need to do to offset that a lot. But I mean, 
th- this problem obviously keeps popping up, and, and uh, they're a good offensive team. We know that. But giving up 96 points is only uh, going to set you up for failure as you keep going on uh, during the season. I mean, and this problem seems to be getting worse before it gets better. W- why is that? They're struggling right now to uh, to rotate defensively. If you look at the perimeter defense, it's been one of the worst in the country if you look into the analytics. Um, they're giving up three-pointers at a, a very high rate. Um, inside-wise, they don't necessarily have the inside defense. Um, the Swingle's a big guy. Uh, Plown's a big guy, but they're really not great defenders. Um, and, and that's the whole root of the issue. And offensively, what was their strong suit? They've been really inconsistent lately at the offensive end, missing a lot of shots. And when you're missing shots, that's going to create opportunities for rebounds and running out on the fast break. And Bowling Green has been one of the worst teams in the country at defending the fast break. So uh, those misses are almost hurting them on defense. Yeah, and and that is hurting them. I mean, when when you're bad on the fast break and you're and you're going through a rough patch shooting the ball, um, that's as you said, that's only going to hurt you. Because uh, you're going to get so many uh, fast break opportunities, and that's what we've seen against. Uh, we saw it against Akron. We saw it against Miami and Ball State a couple of weeks ago. Um, and, and another theme that we are seeing in these losses too is that the Falcons are getting themselves into really big holes. I mean, we saw uh, it against Ball State, and then again against Miami uh, last Thursday. As in that game against the Red Hawks, BGSU went down 21 to four in the first eight minutes of the game. I mean. That's another problem that the Falcons have to fix, and that kind of goes back to their offense and shooting poorly on, on uh, or goes back to their defense, excuse me, and and obviously shooting poorly on offense too. Both of that combined is leading to why they're they're getting through these big holes at the start of games. I mean, Reese, why is this happening to a team uh, that we know is so talented uh, on offense? As I said, and and uh, why are they getting in these such these uh, these big holes at the beginning of the games? Well, they really struggle, like, not only shooting the ball at the beginning of the game, but part of their issue right now is they really don't have an isolation player outside of Justin Turner, mm-hmm. um, and, and that's a big issue because when he's not going early, the team seems to not be going early. Um, if if you just looked at the uh, the Kent State game uh, – wait, was that Kent State? Yeah, or the Akron game, the Akron yeah. game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my bad. Uh, the Akron game last week um, in the beginning, I mean, they couldn't – they weren't even getting shots up. They were turning the ball over. They had more turnovers than shots attempted, I think, in the first six minutes. Um, they're struggling to get shots up, uh, and that's a much bigger issue than um, just simply getting them to go down. So I, I, I would expect them to work through this. They were a good offensive team for the past few years and beginning part of this year, so I would expect them to work through it, but jury's still out on that. Yeah, and you hope they work through it, and they got to work through it fast because they have a really tough um, week ahead of them. Uh, and and with that tough, tough week, yeah, there's a chance that things to go keep going badly, and you lose two more games. But also, you have a chance to really right the ship against two teams that are really good uh, in the MAC this year. You got Kent State, who on or today, uh, later today at five uh, p.m. That game's on ESPN Plus. Um, they're four and four, but they gave Toledo a, a run for their money both times they played them. Uh, just lost to them last weekend by two and had a shot at the end to, to try and uh, t- uh, to try and win it, and they, they couldn't get it to go down. Uh, so Kansas State's going to be a tough game. That's a later today, and then of course they go and play Toledo at home on Saturday. Toledo is nine and one, as I mentioned earlier. Um, they, they are 
a, a, a great team. Marion Jackson has been really leading that team. They had a, a lot of great players and uh, kind of the opposite of what Bowling Green is an offense right now. They have uh, a lot of, a lot more offensive weapons um, and a lot more scores outside of Marion Jackson that they can go to. Uh, and the Falcons will get them at home at five o'clock on Saturday. So Hayden, I'll go to you on this one. I mean, what do the Falcons need to do to take care of Danny Pippen and Kent State and then take care of their rivals at home uh, on Saturday in, in this it's really tough week? Um, just focus on what they've been struggling at. Uh, the de- As you guys have stated, the defense has been an issue for this team, and they're playing against two teams this week that are prolific scoring teams. And not only are that, but they're both winning by an average of 10 points per game, so their defense is also stepping up. Um I think both games, they need to get off to a quick start, which is something that they're not great at. And then being able to sustain that throughout the game, as well as uh, being able to uh, deal with the offense of Toledo and Kent State. It's going to be a tough challenge for them. They have their work cut out for them, considering that both Toledo and Kent State are so good at what the Falcons are bad at. So. Um, it's going to be tough, but if they can, if they can figure it out this week, I think that they, this should be a catapulting week. They get two wins this week. This, they should be considered the favorites to win the Mac coming out of this week. Uh, If they do win that, both these games, I think that would be a huge boost for their, uh, chances in the Mac. Toledo would still be a game up on them because Toledo is nine and one in the, in the conference right now. And then you got Akron who's seven and two. Uh, who the Falcons have already lost to, but yeah, I, I that's a really bold statement. Hayden. I don't know if they'll, they'll be the favorites, but uh, uh, yeah, that that this will really put them in a, in a good position if they can get two wins here, especially the one against Toledo on Saturday. That's going to be a, a huge game and one that makes you uh, really wish it we could have fans there because yeah, um, you're going to miss that home field advantage or that home court advantage that the Falcons have gotten in the past two years. Those games have always been packed and, and really fun to go to. Uh, you're not really going to get that this year. So that, that's really going to be a game where you wish you could have fans at, but you're not going to get it. Yeah, so we will move on to hockey uh, there. So obviously we'll, we'll keep track of, of Bowling Green, uh, the men's basketball team. You can see uh, content. We'll see the, the the recaps for those games and highlights on btfalconmedia.com as those games take place. Uh, both tonight and later this week. Uh, now we're going to move on to hockey, who, like men's basketball, um, has had a little bit of a rough patch here in the middle of the season. And, and despite still being 14-4 and four, number eight in the country, according to the latest USCHO poll, uh, the Falcons are coming off being swept for the first time this season in a non-conference battle that didn't count towards the WCHA standings against WCHA opponent, uh, Bemidji State. Uh, and Hayden, we talked about this game last week uh, and we knew that this game was going to be really physical and, and Ty Eigner expressed that it was a big reason why uh, the Falcons struggled in the series in his weekly press conference that he just had um, today. I mean, the physicality and, and, and uh, Bimini State just made it really hard uh, on, on the Falcons. What was your take on what went wrong in that series with uh, Bimini State last weekend? Um, I don't necessarily think anything – tech or went necessarily wrong i just Mm -hmm. think that hockey is a sport of bounces and bemidji state got bounces that the falcons didn't get both teams played incredibly hard in both those games it's not like the falcons were just outclassed in either of those games it's just a rivalry rivalry series where both neither team like each other and they uh 
Bemidji State just got the bounces to go their way, and the Falcons didn't. Yeah, and you know, you, you said it's it's a game of bounces and hockey. They, they've been really good offensively um, this season, and and they were good against Bemidji State offensively. But as you just said, I mean, Bemidji State's a great team, and they finished number eleven last number eleven in the country last season. Uh, they, they were one of the better teams in the WCHA, so uh, I think they, they were going to be in the semifinals just as Bowling Green was. So, I, th- I mean, this is a good Michigan State team, and, and they had a rough start to the season. Bowling Green split with them, and now they've lost, so they're one and three against Michigan State this year. It'll be interesting to see what happens, uh, and that I believe they play again in, in the WCHA. So, uh, that'll be a really interesting series when that comes later down the line but now we'll look forward to what he has coming up and that's another really big series and this time one that counts in the WCHA standings against Michigan Tech who is currently number 18 in the country and riding a seven game winning streak after starting the season one and three I mean the Huskies have been historically a good program in the WCHA and they and they had a couple of down years the last few years but I think they're 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 really yeah, I don't think I know that they're, they're they obviously improved a lot coming into season, and they're going to be very confident coming into the series uh, at Slater um, this weekend. Uh, the Huskies are also two and zero in the WCHA, and as I said before, this season this will count to the conference standing. So a really big series against uh, an eight and three Michigan Tech team. And Hayden, how important is it the Falcons bounce back in, in this series against the Huskies? I mean, if they get swept again, now now you're 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 five hundred in the, in the WCHA. Yeah, you, this is one where you, you got to get at least get one of the two um, games in the series. If you if you lose the both these games, then your chances of getting a top four spot in the in the WCHA playoffs and getting a first round bye is very very slim to none. So that's that's very important um, for the, this Michigan Tech team is very good. They play a very stingy defense. They don't allow a lot of goals. They don't score a lot of goals, but they score enough goals to beat you. Um, so I think that this the the Falcons just have to be able to open up their offense, which they kind of struggled to do against Bemidji State. Not entirely, but there were stretches where they just couldn't get the puck into the net. So they that that's something they need to work on going against Michigan Tech. And Michigan Tech is just a better Bemidji State right now. So the struggles that they've had with Bemidji are going to be amplified against Michigan Tech. Yeah, that, that was really good uh, there, Hayden. I mean, I think, uh, like you said, this seems just a better Bemidji State right now as by their number 18 ranking. They're, they have a seven-game win streak, which is uh, very similar to what the Falcons did earlier in the season. Um, but the Falcons got to gear up and they got to win this game. We know they have the talent to do it. They have a lot of talent on offense. As we know, Brandon Cruz, Counter Ford, uh, Max Johnson, you know, that's just a few of, of, of the threats that they have. I don't think they're going to have a problem with scoring goals, um, but they just got to make sure that they uh, they, they keep uh, the, the, the Huskies out of the net. That's going to fall on Eric Dopp and Zach Rose, whoever uh, Ty Agner decides to put in goal. Um, so it'll be a really interesting series this weekend. I'm, I'm really excited to see that uh, play out. You can listen to that series on 88.1 W. Uh, BGU Ryan uh, Valen will be on the call there as he always is. Uh, he did a, a remote one from uh, for Bemidji State last week. He'll be back, obviously, in the, the Slater uh, Family Ice Arena this weekend. So excited to listen to that. You can also, if you want to watch it, it's on Flow Hockey, but obviously that one uh, is a subscription service. So they will be on that uh, 
part as well. And of course, you can go to BG Falcon Media, find some highlights and uh, some recaps on there after the game uh, has occurred. So with that, we will move on to women's basketball and uh, a couple, and really we'll move on to volleyball after this. So two teams that have had a great week last week um, and, and starting now here with women's basketball, who moved to 11 and three overall and seven and two in the MAC. They're now second in the MAC, only behind Kent State. Uh, who was just 4-0 and hasn't played since January 9th. The Fla- Golden Flashes have postponed five games in a row. So hopefully they can get that back uh, and get going here uh, soon uh, with the Golden Flashes. But in their two matches last week against the uh, uh, last week, the Falcons defeated Akron on Wednesday, 66-57, uh, to and Miami on Saturday, 87-52. to In that game uh, against the Red Hawks, the Falcons led Miami – by 42 at one point in the fourth quarter. I mean, this is a, a and and this is going to be um, this is obviously a really good defensive team for for Bowling Green. We know that we've talked about that, but here's some stats to back that up. Um, the Falcons are currently number six in the country in the whole entire nation um, in the NCAA for Division One women's basketball in steals and number eight in the country in turnovers. So this team is thriving off chaos and making the other team work hard for buckets um and 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 th- this Falcons team that I mean that's that's why they're 72 that's why this 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 Robin Freilich led team has been so good uh in Freilich's third season so we'll go to Drew here um he'll be doing he'll be at the game tonight against uh Western Michigan uh but Drew I want to talk about last week a little bit and and this team as a whole the hearing those stats that I just said uh, in the country, it's clear the reason why the Falcons have been so good this season. And how has Robin Fralick's team been able to be so good on the, on the defensive, defensive side of the ball this year? I just think Robin Fralick just has them all buy into defense. I mean, probably one of the hardest things on every level of basketball is to get a team to buy into defense. And she has done that with this group. I think they're all had the skill set to play the style of defense where they have smart hands. They don't reach in a lot. When they do, they're able to get the steals. And they can just play fast and cover multiple positions. And I just think that's why this defense has been so good this year. The, the, this team, like you, like you said, that's why they've been so good on defense. And buying in to defense has been – is can be really tough with a, a team uh, like – uh, you know, w- with a young team, especially they, they're starting three freshmen and those three freshmen really have been the reason why they've been able to buy in. I mean, Kenzie Lewis, Lexi Fleming and Nyla Hampton all have been fantastic on defense uh, for the Falcons. And that's really raised their game uh, this season. And Reese, I want to get your take a little bit on this too. I mean, how good is this team's future uh, with those freshmen and Lexi Fleming, Nyla Hampton, Nyla Hampton and Kenzie Lewis uh, leading them into the future? I mean, is this the brand of basketball that we're going to see moving forward? No, I th- I think I think the future is very bright. I mean, they've got three freshmen uh, playing big minutes, and obviously, uh, Lexi Fleming and Nyla Hampton are big scorers, and Kenzie Lewis gets it done defensively as their primary ball handler. I I like like I said, I think this team's potential is limitless. But like in the short term, I think they can I think they can still win plenty. Like I don't mm-hmm. think I don't think this is like a scenario where you have freshmen who show good potential but aren't there yet. I think I think they're Bowling Green's right there. I mean, the MAC is kind of up for the taking there's a lot of teams just kind of interchangeable right now the standings are are very close and I think if Bowling Green gets on a nice little run I think they win the back 
Yeah, and that's just crazy to say coming into the season what we've seen the last two seasons, but it's definitely a, a thing, a, um, a possibility. This team is good enough to win the MAC, and we saw it against Miami. I mean, I know Miami is struggling right now. They only have one win on the season. They're 0-9 in the MAC, but you beat a team like that um, in the way that they did. I mean, you know that this team has a lot of talent, and they're very good. I mean – the Bowling Creek teams of the of the past that we've seen the past three or four years for the Falcons would not be able to do that. I mean, th- that would have been a close game against Miami yesterday uh, or yesterday last week. But this game was not even close, and, and it's just further proving how good and how much of a step. I mean, it's been a leap um, that this team's taken uh, from last season into this season, and as we said, uh, those three freshmen have been a big part of that. And, and Drew. You, as I mentioned, you're going to Western Michigan, or you're not going to Western Michigan, you're going to Stroh, but you're, you're going to watch them play Western Michigan tonight. Um, but they even have a, a, another big one against Toledo at noon on Saturday. That one will take place right before, at home, uh, before the men's game. So you got a doubleheader with the Battle I-75 on Saturday. Uh, how does this team uh, get – you know, they've already beaten both of those teams this year, so they're going to be looking for sweeps. I mean, what are you looking for from them as they continue to try to keep this role going uh, and, and try to sweep both teams on the season? I'm just going to look and see if they can start rebounding the ball better like they have these past few games. You go back to the Miami game. In the first matchup, they got out-rebounded by Miami. Mm-hmm. Then you just go back to last week, they out-rebounded Miami. So I want to see if this rebound can continue for them because I think that would be a great asset for them moving forward. And also just seeing if they can score enough. And their defense is great, and it can clearly lead them to a match championship. But just if this offense can take another step forward, then I think they would be a real legitimate threat to win the match. Yeah, you said it. I mean, and we know this offense is still kind of a work in progress, but uh, with the way they've been playing defense so far this year, I mean, they, they don't need uh, to score, you know, 70, 80 points a game. Uh, sort of like, you know, the men are seemingly having to do uh, this season. So, yeah, it's been a really good year for, for women's basketball. Um, and I look to see them continue that this week against the Broncos and the Rockets. And now we're going to get into volleyball real quick here. Volleyball had a great start to the week uh, last week against Northern Illinois. They are 2-0. and They swept Northern Illinois in, in this this weird year where we're going to have series for, for volleyball every weekend. They, they won the first game three to two, uh, went up two nothing in that first series, in that first game against Northern Illinois on Thursday. And then obviously let the Huskies get back into it, but we're able to win the fifth set. And then on, on Friday, they went up two Oh again, and this time they were able to finish. And so, uh, Drew, you were at both of those games. I mean, what was your takeaway from uh, the, the, you know, this BJC volleyball team in the first in their first action of the season? I just think they looked hungry to win. You know, last season they went to the match championship and they lost. Mm-hmm. This year they just look more ready to go mm-hmm. and just ready to dominate this season. I mean, you look at it; they clearly had a, the offense was great. They were able to outpace Northern Illinois there. There's just some things they need to work on that I think kind of will be better as the season goes on. But I just think this Boyne Green team looks ready, especially with their freshman class, which has been touted as one of the best they've had. And I think it's true because they've produced very well in the spots they were given so far. 
Yeah, and you know, as you said, this team has been was really good. Caitlin Meyer really led that team on uh, on uh, in that series. She was named Offensive Player of the Week in the MAC. So we'll be looking to see more of that from her um, this uh, week against Western Michigan. Western Michigan is two and zero. They swept Toledo last week. Uh, that's who the Falcons will get. That game will be on the road. Uh, hey, I mean, uh, Drew, what are you kind of looking for in that game? How do, how do the Falcons keep this momentum going here in the early season and sweep uh, or, and, and try and at least uh, be uh, a team that is also 2-0 and on the season? I think they just got to focus in on Western because not only – because Western's a good team. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. And the coaches pulled the projected to finish third mm-hmm. in the West, and okay. they're still a really good team. But – you look forward to the next two series they have because the week mm-hmm. after they play Miami, mm-hmm. who's projected to be finished ahead of them. Then mm-hmm. the week after that, they go to Ball State, who they lost to last year in the mm-hmm. MAC championship. So if they can just focus in on Western, I think they should be able to at least go one and one. Mm-hmm. I they can go two. No, I this team has been playing real really well last week. That I think they could carry that momentum here, but it's just can they still focus on Western right now? plus with the elements of going on the road all the way to Kalamazoo. Mm-hmm. But I think this team has it in them to go 2-0 against Western. Yeah, I definitely do too. I mean, this team was really good against Northern Illinois, and uh, hopefully that carries over to Western, who wasn't that great last year, but uh, they got off to a good start this year. So you cannot uh, – uh, you can't look ahead to those those big matchups uh, later in the week for sure. But uh, – yeah, that'll this will be uh, that'll be really good. We we should there'll be more content for volleyball on uh, bgfalconmedia.com as well. We'll have recaps for both of those games. Um, I believe BGR show will be up there um, broadcasting the game, so you can you can listen to them on, on uh, BGR show. That'll be on Mixler, I believe. Um, so uh, be sure to check that out. I'm sure you can. There'll, there'll be a link on the the BGSU volleyball schedule uh, to listen to that. And, of course, you can read our recaps after the game. So, uh, very excited for volleyball season to get started. It, it took a while to get started, but it's here, and uh, they are, they're off to a great start. So, uh, excited for that to come up. And that will do it here from us here at BG Falcon Media. We appreciate you listening here to this episode of The Swoop. We're seven episodes in. It's the middle of January. Sports have been really kicking off. Uh, been a lot of fun covering all these BGSU teams and and what they've been doing and uh, a lot of them have been very successful so it's been a lot of fun to cover. Uh, we thank you again for for listening to the, this episode of the Soup. You can catch us. You can catch more content on bgfalconmedia.com. Drew Reese Hayden uh, and a plethora of other reporters, including myself, will be doing stories and recaps and highlights uh, of uh, those games coming up and, and as I said, stories about. Uh, some of these athletes that are uh, in Falcon Athletics. So look forward to that here on bgfalconmedia.com. We appreciate all of our listeners, and we'll talk to you next week on The Swoop.